It is New Year's Day. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I am Raj Geary, and I'm joined by uh, former WWE referee Jimmy Corderas. And, of course, the NYC Demon Diva, Issa. Issa, how's it going? Oh, I'm so happy. <laughs> Jimmy, how are you? Uh, hey, I'm looking forward to a, a better year in yeah. 2022. Um, the only thing, you know, Isa, it's a pleasure meeting you. I know you're there in New York. And uh, unfortunately for me, watching last night, uh, Ryan Seacrest is no Dick Clark. I'm sorry. You know, I am currently in Puerto Rico <laughs> for the holidays. Oh! So it's all good. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Yes. <laughs> I th- we New- real New Yorkers avoid New York at all costs on New Year's Eve. So, <laughs> fun fact. I was there in 2000 to 2001 at Times Square for New Year's, and it was snowing. It was freezing. There was an Irish pub, like just right across the street. They charged like sixty bucks just to get in. Yeah. But we were spending most of the time there and then coming out here and there. And it was, it was freezing, but it was, yeah, it, it was an experience I'll never forget. You, you, you got to do it once. Yeah, right. No. Exactly. So WWE day one, uh, tons of news to talk about. Obviously Roman Reigns revealing he has COVID. He was out of the main event with Brock Lesnar. Um, Brock Lesnar was inserted into the WWE title match, ended up winning the match pinning biggie he's the new wwe champion we'll get all into it they did seem to be teasing brock versus lashley which i think just makes all the sense in the world um yeah yeah, before we go uh in depth into the pay-per-view and before we get into the news uh just quick thoughts on on uh the pay-per-view i'll shoot to you first jimmy okay uh for me, I actually thought the pay-per-view was very good from an in-ring standpoint. I thought the matches uh, delivered uh, for the most part. There were times during the night where I felt the audience, I don't know, the live audience anyways, I don't know if they tuned out a little bit. Were they a little bit, um, you know, a little too much for them at times? Uh, but uh, I-, I thought the in-ring work was very good. I thought everybody delivered and worked really hard and you always want to kick off with a big one, and that opening match was that tag match was was awesome. Yeah, it, it, it was almost like they started with one of the matches of the year. Uh, mm-hmm. Issa, your thoughts? Yeah, same. I thought from an in-ring perspective, it delivered even on matches that I didn't feel as invested as I was going into storyline-wise, watching the matches. I had a lot of fun watching this premium live event because mm-hmm. we don't call them pay-per-views anymore. <laughs> so, yeah, overall, I thought it was fun. Hot opener, hot closer. You can't you can't complain, especially mm-hmm. with, with the uncertainty that we had going into day one when the day started, finding out about Roman Reigns, and then what we ended up getting. I thought it was a fun pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, before we get into the pay-per-view, uh, well, let's get a couple of super chats here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joshua Taylor with the dollar ninety-nine saying, give us Brock versus Lashley. The time is now. They... S- they definitely seem to be hinting at it at the end of the match because they they would cut to Lashley looking at Lesnar. I think they missed a big opportunity to have a stare down with Brock and Lashley tonight. Uh, like they clear the ring and it's just the two of them. And, but um, yeah, I, it, you you saw the fans in the stands. It felt it feels like a big match. So uh, mm-hmm. hopefully they do it. Agree. <laughs> totally agree. Saying ah. And you all say Tony's not, not diverse enough after another Lesnar win. <laughs> oh, okay. I mean, 
which is uh, one of the things to discuss. Uh, mm -hmm. Tony Khan, Big Swole. Big Swole on a podcast uh, uh, this earlier, uh, just last night. Uh, she kind of took AEW to task. She said that she talked about her departure from the company. She said you know, one of the issues she had was the lack of structure. Another, she said, is diversity. And, she, and I'll just quote her. I do not beat around the bush when it comes to diversity in my people. There is no representation. And when there is, it does not come across in the black community as genuine at all. I don't know why everyone is so afraid to say, accept it or say it, but it's not a good look. What happens is you have this wonderful company that treats people like family, but there's nobody that looks like me that is represented at the top and in the room with them. They are not helping to necessarily influence decisions, but to explain why certain slang and certain words shouldn't be said. There was no one else who can explain our culture and experience except for us. Uh, Tony Khan, not his best day, <laughs> decided to uh, respond. And he wrote... The top two AEW execs are Brown, me and Mega, Jade, Bowens, Caster, Dante, Nyla, Isaiah, and Mark Quinn all won on TV this month. The TBS title has the TBS title tournament has been very diverse. I let Swole's contract expire as I felt her wrestling wasn't good enough. AEW Rampage Street Fight tonight. Ah, uh, gosh, I don't know where to begin. Uh, Issa, why, why, why don't we start with you? What, what were your thoughts on the whole ordeal? I personally um, just think that the way that he handled it was just not the most professional. If you want to be a CEO, owner of a company, I that's, 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 that was the turnoff for me, right? It's, he could have just easily taken the... A different route saying, you know what, we are working towards our diversity and you, you are seeing that we're only a two-year-old company. Give us time and move on. You know, I, I, I had a bigger issue with him and the way that he responded to that just because of the position that he is on, you know, as owner and CEO of the company. I also feel that, you know, when other performers leave different companies they do go into podcasts they do speak their minds and everybody gives them this energy of like oh you're a hero for speaking how you were really being treated i don't know that big swole is getting that same energy from fans or former co-workers or whatever it is so i feel like she has the right to speak her mind and i see other people standing up and backing up tony khan and in my opinion to that is okay good for you for getting those opportunities but she didn't feel like she was getting those opportunities and she has every right to speak her mind so i just thought it could have been handled differently from all aspects from vix wall's aspect from tony khan's aspect and from the fans reaction to everything mm. Uh, Jimmy, your thoughts? I, I, I agree with what Issa said. I mean, uh, Big Swole, I don't know for a fact that that was the issue, but if that is the issue in her mind, and that's what she believes, and that's what she believes, and she has the right to express that opinion. And Tony Khan, being the owner and CEO of this company, has to have uh, thicker skin, for lack of a better term, especially when he comes out in public. He could have handled it so much more differently and so much more professionally as opposed to coming out and sounding like he was upset with what was said and was very defensive and, you know, on guard. Here we go. You know, if he came out and said, listen, Big Swole has a right to her opinion. Uh, I don't necessarily agree with her position, but, you know, she's entitled to her. I wish things were different. You know, we maybe hopefully could have worked things out. But to come out and say what he said, but look, this guy, we put this guy over and we're putting this guy over. We're right. putting this person over and stuff like that. And, you know, basically saying... 
the reason you're not here is because you're not a good worker. Uh, it just comes off as small to me. And I hate to say, I say it that way, but you got, you got, you're not playing the character, Tony Khan, like Mr. McMahon on TV. You're being the owner of a company and you have to be a little more professional than that instead of sounding like a regular one of us on Twitter. Exactly. Yeah, I felt like the first two sentences were fine. Once he called her a bad worker or not a good wrestler, that was just cheap. I thought it sucked. I thought it was bullshit. Um, When you're the CEO and you're trying to be, basically he's trying to be a progressive leader. You know, he, he tries to talk about how AEW is so inclusive and then when someone is bringing up what they perceive as a lack of diversity and then to respond and to say they suck, basically, is what mm-hmm. he did, uh, I just think was was a bad choice. And I, I don't believe for – I do not believe that AEW is racist. I just think they're a young company and they just don't – you know, most of the top talent are talent that were big stars elsewhere. And they're trying to build up. Uh, young talent. So, and they just, you know, I, I think if big, if they signed Big E, I think Big E would be a top star there. So it's just, mm-hmm. they're just building up talent. So I don't think they're, you know, there's a racial bias, but there is a lack of diversity on top. And I, I just don't think there's anything wrong with someone bringing that up and to attack them. I don't know. And, just, and I, th- and I think, the, like you said, the lack of diversity on top has to do with more. You talk about who are the bigger stars, and we're going to get into this later, especially when we talk about the, that main event we saw tonight at, at the, what do they call it now? Is that a pay-per-view? Uh, <laughs> premium live event. Premium, premium live, live event. event. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's all about putting the bigger stars right. in, the, in, the, in the top spots. And that's right now, that's the way it is. And, and I don't think it has anything to do with you know, a person's skin color or diversity. It's just, you know, this is the way it is right now. Things will change in the future. Yeah. And you see with Jade Cargo, I mean, they're, yeah. I mean, she's clearly a superstar. Uh, she's green, yeah. but, you know, you could tell they see big things in her. I wouldn't be surprised if she wins that TBS title tournament. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, yeah. I think it's just the, the, you know, WWE just has so much great talent and, AEW does as well. It's just yeah. the ones that, you know, the most talent they've been able to pick up are not necessarily always the most diverse as far as the top level. Mm-hmm. So, right. yeah, mm-hmm. not, not Tony Khan's best moment. I think yeah. you're, you're the, you know, you're the CEO of a wrestling company. You just need to sometimes just know when to avoid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dakil Hassab saying, love the match, hated the finish, but Kofi, Bianca, Biggie not coming out last and getting pinned. It's starting to feel like disrespect. Mm. Bianca, <sighs> Bianca wasn't on the show, right? No, she, no, she, I, she think, had... I think he's referring maybe to when they lost their titles, but I think the reason why Bianca came out first at SummerSlam is because we didn't know Becky was coming back. They were advertising right. Sasha versus Bianca up right. until the point where Carmella and Becky came out. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think that's what he was referring to the moment okay, that gotcha. Bianca lost her title. But Kofi did came out first to Brock when, when he did um, drop oh, the title right. to Brock. There you go. Look, that's always bothered me. I, going back to WrestleMania five when Macho Man came out first, I was yeah. like, yeah. And they gave it away. It's like, oh, yeah. Hulk's definitely winning. Yeah. yeah, they won't even let the champ come out. Yeah, but in my opinion, champion should always come out last. Uh, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. I mean, I get it. Uh, Hulk is technically the bigger star than Macho Man, and 
And I understand that, but at the same time, the champ the champ is the last one to enter the ring. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, we got another super chat here, Stellar Justin Lopez. On that same podcast, Will spoke highly of TK and how he would buy dinner for all the talents. Tony overreacted like he was called racist. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't think that Big Swole's criticism was in poor taste. I thought she spoke, you know, the way that she needed to speak. She spoke her mind, and I didn't think she was disrespectful. And at no point, I thought he came out like it came out like she was calling him racist. I didn't think that was the issue. It's about how she felt, and and I didn't think she. I I, I listened to the whole podcast. I didn't think she spoke in a way that was the way that he reacted to it. Yeah, no. yeah, I agree. I I just think it was an overreaction and. Um, as someone who worked for Vince McMahon for many, many years, uh, I would assume that Vince would probably uh, want to get out there and say a few things, but I think he knows better than to go out there, especially in, in this world of social media or anti-social media, as, right. as people like to refer to it. Uh, I think he's, he, he knows better than to do something like that. And I think Tony should learn from this uh, too and just say, hey, you know what? I want to be active on on social media and interact with our fan base, but at the same time, pick my spots. Yeah. And I, I agree with what Issa said. It didn't seem like Swole was saying the company was racist. She just said there's a lack of diversity and look, yeah, I mean, you look at the, the number of African-American talents on the main card on pay-per-views there's, and again, like I mentioned earlier, I don't think it's on purpose or anything. It's just a young company. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to build stars. I think Jade Cargill will get there. You'll you'll see it, but they're just not there yet. Right. But agreed. It's understood that it bothers some people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, Kurt Pride says, uh, "I wanted to root for Lashley or Biggie tonight for Rachel Pride. Mm-hmm. What? Uh, ten- oh, okay. I wanted to root for Lashley or Biggie tonight for Rachel Pride reasons, but Brock made sense." Roman versus Brock and Brock versus Lashley at Mania. Yes. Yeah, it, 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 they definitely planted some seeds tonight. And who knows, maybe down the road, uh, maybe Paul Heyman gets involved in some form or fashion. Look, he's, he's the advocate for uh, the champion on each brand down the road. And then eventually, who knows, maybe at WrestleMania, we still do get Brock versus Roman uh in a different light maybe we do get a title unification match right right yeah and uh so let's get into it the pay-per-view wwe day one um considering everything that happened earlier this week with all the you know all covid cases things that you know were very much in flux outside of the the big match on the show uh the card was mostly uh kept intact uh Mm -hmm. The opener saw Rich Holland and Sheamus against Cesaro and Ricochet. At one point, uh, Rich Holland broke his nose, was taken to the back, and Sheamus basically watched, basically won a handicap match. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> so it made it made Cesaro and Ricochet look bad, but you know clearly they were designed to win from the beginning. Um, but really good match. Uh, I'll go to you, Jimmy, first on this one. What were your thoughts? Uh, I, I I think it was a good match, and I think they handled it fairly well uh, with the situation they were handed, especially with uh, the nose broken by uh, Holland. But at the same time, it's it's making your baby faces a little bit. I remember the good old days where, look, we don't have to stick to this finish, and let's call it on the fly. Let's 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 you know, 
scramble the egg a little bit and, and just go in a different direction. I mean, those guys are good enough and smart enough where they could have changed the finish on the fly and make the baby faces go over instead of having Seamus look like an unbeatable heel. Right. That makes sense. Not that Seamus doesn't look like an unbeatable. He is a tough dude. Don't get me wrong. But at the same time, he didn't cheat the win. Right. And that's, right. that's, that's the problem I had with it. He beat the shit out of two baby faces. Cleanly, Pretty much. <laughs> Uh, Issa, what were your thoughts? Yeah, the spot in which Rich Holland broke his nose looked brutal, and he has such bad luck just sending good thoughts and healing energy to him because he just came back from an injury in NXT, gets called up, and now he's injured again. Hopefully, this doesn't take him out for too long. I didn't have a problem with the finish. Maybe Ricochet, I, I feel like nobody knows Cesaro the way that Sheamus knows Cesaro, so I would assume that either one of them can pull off a win on the other at any time, right? They had the best out of seven. They were tag team partners for so long. So maybe somehow we would have taken Ricochet out of the equation and it didn't look like a handicap match. Then maybe it would have been a little bit better, but I, I always believe Sheamus to be somebody that can beat up two, three guys at a time. So I, I, I don't... I can suspend my disbelief here because I do think that in a bar he will kick both of their asses. Wow. <laughs> yes. Because yes. Cesaro, Cesaro will be at the coffee shop, so he wouldn't get in a bar fight. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Davis and Cesaro, cheers, Issa. Cheers. Happy New Year. Yes. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everyone. Happy New Year. And uh, your cup, Jimmy, if you want to oh, it know is... where they can get it. Oh, it's it's a Refin Rant Cup, which uh, I took the week off for the holidays. But uh, my wife had this made for me. But the T-shirts are available at ProWrestlingTees.com. This one here is a little bit different because people get so upset sometimes with some of the stuff I say. So I, I'm I, I, I call myself the Canadian Heat Magnet sometimes. So <laughs> you can, and and you can get a Canadian Heat Magnet T-shirt there as well as some different ones. And uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll be back Monday though. I'll be back Monday. Nice. <laughs> and yeah, people do get upset. You should see my Twitter feed sometimes. It's like you AEW Mark, you WWE Mark, like back to back. Yeah, <laughs> it's just like I critique. I critique. Just call I'm it like equal, it is. <laughs> I'm an equal opportunity critiquer. Right. Yeah. Same. Same. I love yeah. that term. Same. <laughs> uh, Sophie Dofi, thank you, Sophie. Sophie, as always. That was a short main event to close the show. Hmm. But it was. It was eventful and exciting throughout the match there wasn't a yes. there wasn't a lull anywhere yeah i'd rather have a shorter match that's not bo- that doesn't drag than mm-hmm. a long match just to have a long match with when yeah. Yes. Yeah, and given the fact that if if this is a reality, they just found out the finish and the extra person added today. I thought they did a good job for something that they probably had to discuss a couple of hours ago backstage and come out there and do it. I thought it was a very entertaining main event. Yeah, it was all action, just start yeah. to finish. I had a couple critiques, which we'll get to here in, in, yeah. in a minute. Uh, John Jordan with the 999 Super Chat saying regarding Tony and Swole, dude just came across as a gigantic defensive insecure nerd. Well, can't knock WWE and any critique yields vibes like Francis from Pee Wee's Big Adventure, which I've never seen, actually. Media training, <laughs> bruh. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love the Pee Wee. I, I wish he would have made a, a uh, an airplane reference as opposed to a, a Pee Wee's Big Adventure, but that's just me. Or Blazing Saddles. I, I, I'm old school. What can I tell you? <laughs> there, there are times where Tony, like he came, he came, uh, he shot at Fox News, which I'm not a Fox News viewer, but 
he did a uh, he, he he just ripped Fox for you know uh, an article that they did noting that their ratings were down since September, mm-hmm. which they are, and he just went off going, well, we beat you, and you know in the demo, even though Fox News that's not their demo, their demo <laughs> is twenty five to fifty four, not eighteen to forty nine, right, right. <laughs> and they get way more viewers than any WWE or AEW show. It's crazy how many viewers they get. It's kind of scary. Right. <laughs> and, then, yeah. and then also, the whole point of the 18 to 49 demo is the ad revenue. And I can guarantee you that those Fox News shows get way more ad revenue than any wrestling show. So mm-hmm. it's come, you get so defensive at something, but you're, you're kind of losing the point and it comes across as just kind of silly. Yeah, he... he he does look bad sometimes with some of these. Yeah, it's it's it's. I, I just don't like the when there is a critique. Yeah, but <laughs> what about them? Yes, but those guys. It, you know what? Hey, sometimes it's a bitter pill to swallow. You just gotta bite your tongue sometimes and just take it. Yeah. Um. All right. So we went now to the main card, which. Geez, sorry, I lost my place here. <laughs> I told you, I'm terrible at this. All right, so we went to the opening match, the New Day versus the Usos. This is about the 600th time we've seen this match, but man. Not this year. It was the first time this year. The first time this year. Yes. And the first tag match, WWE tag match of the year. And man, this was, in my opinion, this was fantastic. I mean, they pulled up, they pulled up all the stops. The crowd so into it. They were on fire. I mean, these guys, I, I, I just feel like because we're in the era we're in, they don't get viewed as like the Rock and Roll Express or the Midnight Express or, you know, the Road Warriors or Demolition or the Heart Foundation. But they're way up there. These two are two of the greatest tag teams of all time. In my opinion. Mm-hmm. And they just proved it tonight. I thought it was just a banger of an opening. Jimmy, you've refereed hundreds, thousands of yeah. tag matches. Mm-hmm. Uh, what were your thoughts? Uh, that's one match I would have loved to have been a part of just to, just to be in the ring with those guys. They're so awesome. And they, they know how to, the heels, even the heels, they know how to utilize the referee, not to make the referee look dumb. They make, they manipulate the referee to cheat behind his back. And it's, and, and, and you know, I love Kofi. I love uh, Xavier. They, what a great team they are. And the Usos are just have matured into one of the best, heel tag teams out there right now. They just absolutely get it. And you can see the crowd was so into it, chanting, this is awesome several times. But not only that, they were biting on all the false finishes. And especially today's day and age where people are kind of programmed to wait for a certain finish to a match. Oh, yeah, but we know this is the finish. They were biting on a lot of stuff. And and they got them at times. But that finish too, the 3D, which I guess uh, they were calling it the 1D. (laughs) Right. <laughs> Whatever you want to call it. Nice homage to the Dudleys. Uh, I just love the match. And when you want to kick off a show right, I, that match kicked off the show right. Yeah. Isa? I loved it. I, I went into it sarcastically tweeting about how I might have seen this a million times, but I feel invested because they managed to make it feel fresh in the ring every single time. It doesn't feel like you're watching the same match for the hundredth time. And you have to appreciate, like you say, Raj, we're seeing two of the greatest tag teams of all time, in my opinion, just go at it. And, and it's just 
tag team wrestling at its finest. It gives you hope for WWE's tag team division, right? Like sometimes you watch the shows and you're like, this tag team division is kind of whack. But then you go watch the pay-per-views and you watch the title matches and they always deliver. So listen, uh, props to them. I don't know how they managed to always make it feel fresh. I could watch them fight again and again and again. So mm-hmm. I just give them credit because I don't even know how many times they fought. So for them to make it feel that way, the crowd loved it. That's how you open a pay-per-view. Yeah, I'd like to see more tag teams get brought up because I feel like you yeah. keep having to go to the New Day for the Usos for a classic tag team match. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, FTR, they're gone. Um, I, I just don't know who is on that level with New Day and, and the Usos. Yeah, yeah, that's very true. And and especially like you talked about how great this match was in tag, and a lot of the tag matches are, especially the title ones. For a company that allegedly doesn't like tag team wrestling, their boss, uh, we see a lot of good tag teams and a lot of good tag team matches. Right. So. All right. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. So the finish of the match, it, uh, as you mentioned, Kofi eats a big boot, and then the Usos drop him with the 3D in the middle of the ring for the, P, the for the pin. They called it the 1D, so it almost feels like this is their new finisher, mm-hmm. which it was awesome. No, enjoyed it very much. Yeah. Um, Stephen Case with the 499 Super Chat saying, first pay-per-view I've seen since Mania, but what is that music Biggie comes out to? Entrance music can make break wrestlers part of why the run has failed. He feels like Biggie's run did not go well. Uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't have an issue with his entrance music. I don't. I don't think that's part of the reason why. I think uh, the way he was. I hate to put it this way. The way he's been booked lately, he hasn't looked like that strong babyface champion that I thought he was going to be when he first won the championship. I think that was a bit of. Uh, uh, more damaging to him than than anything his entrance music could do. Right, agreed. I think it's more of the fuse that he's been creatively putting to. I think Big E had a hell of a year, if you think about it. He started 20, um, 2021 as IC champion. He wins the Money in the Bank briefcase. He ends the year cashing in and becoming WWE champion. So he's had one of the best years that you know a lot of performers could say, but... Um, do you have any significant feels that you can recall in that year? No. Mm-hmm. And that that's the issue. Not the entrance song. But I get it because he had that iconic screaming to the crowd, mentioning the city. And I do miss that. So I, I, I would love mm-hmm. to see that eventually come back when the New Day and Big E end up in the same um, show. Yeah. I, I mean, he kind of only had the one win on pay-per-view. And granted, we haven't had many pay-per-views since he won right. the title. But he had the win over Drew McIntyre, but that was about it. One loss right. to Roman Reigns. He hasn't been booked as that unbeatable champion to where Big E versus Brock doesn't seem as big of a match as like Lashley versus Brock. Right. And I and I get the theory that you want your babyface champion, you want to get some sympathy on him and, and see him in a little bit in peril and the and and the fact that he looks like he could be beat at any time. But Big E's not that kind of guy. Big right. E look needs to look almost unbeatable. And when you do see him in peril, go, oh wow. You yeah, know, he's not Daniel Bryan where right. Yeah. <laughs> um, Terry is saying my microphone isn't activated. Does it sound okay to you guys now? Or it sounds good. No, I, I haven't... Yeah, yeah, you sounded good to me the whole time. I don't know. No? All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And then uh, Ryan Flanagan just sending $5. Uh, thank you. Thank you, Ryan. Thank you. Appreciate thank you. it. <laughs> we are getting a ton of chats. And... All right, here we go. Another uh, from Ryan. Mm-hmm. WWE's best creative efforts come from when they have to think quickly on the fly. First time I marked out for a WWE match in two years. 
Lesnar Lashley is money. Mm-hmm. It is money. It is money. And you are absolutely right. Maybe maybe it does pay off to have to get them to think of their feet because that does tend to do better for them. <laughs> mm-hmm. And th- this is a situation where you talk about talking people into the seats. If Paul Heyman were to end up meshing again with Brock Lesnar, can you imagine him and MVP going back and forth? All right. Yes. Yeah. I mean, there was a couple of years, or I guess it's been like four years now, where the mumps came down and, mm-hmm. and the shield were supposed to face, I'm forgetting who, but, uh, you know, Roman got pulled out. They had to put uh, Kurt Angle into the match, his first match in a long time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, Bray Wyatt was supposed to dress as Sister Abigail, face <laughs> Ben Balor. Mm-hmm. Instead, that got pulled in it. It was AJ Styles, which was like a dream match. So yeah, that is true. Like sometimes one, when one of my look. favorite um, SmackDown episodes was the NXT takeover, which was when they got stuck in Saudi Arabia <laughs> and they had to bring all the NXT kids to SmackDown, and that ended up being mm-hmm. an amazing episode of SmackDown, and that mm-hmm. was on the fly, right? Yeah. yeah, and that was the era when NXT would sometimes beat AEW. You know, yeah. especially mm-hmm. at, at least in terms of total viewers, I think they did once. Mm-hmm. I, in 1849, you know, we got NXT hot. And, uh, but yeah, yeah, I agree. Like, I thought, I thought this match was way more intriguing in a lot of ways. Less, you know, Roman Reigns versus Brock is a money match, no matter when you do it. But this was, I kind of thought it was predictable tonight. I, I figured Heyman turns on Lesnar, Roman wins, and then we go mm-hmm. to WrestleMania. But right. this was a lot more intriguing. So, yeah, definitely. Um, oh my gosh, <laughs> thank you guys. We really appreciate it. Jim Viviano, pros and cons. Biggie never did it for me as champ, just my opinion. And I love Brock winning, but now what for Brock Roman with this twist? The, the, there are a lot of options out there on the table. Like he, he could stay on Raw and defend the title there. Like we're looking at, they planted the seed with Bobby Lashley. It could lead to a future down the road with him and Roman eventually title versus title and and unify a champion. Excuse me, something along the lines. There are options. There is more than one option, which I think is great because it's going to keep people guessing. Yeah, and you have have, um, fields for... Um, Roman that don't involve Brock Lesnar. You can have Seth Rollins win the Royal Rumble. I think Seth Rollins and Roman were telling a story when Seth was on SmackDown and that went nowhere because Seth got drafted. Or you can do the chamber number one contender and have somebody else win that for Roman, depending on who wins the Rumble here. So I, I think I think this is better, in my opinion, because I think that Brock and Roman were both in a must-win situation because Brock is so over as a baby face and Roman is doing the best work of his career. So now keeping them away from each other, it makes Raw interesting, which they needed. Mm-hmm. I think this was great. Now, uh, and Sorry to, inter- to jump in here, there, but you just, again, clicked a switch in my head thinking Royal Rumble. What if Big E were to let's say, be one of the first two competitors in the Royal Rumble, go through the whole match, win it, and go to WrestleMania. And instead of going after Brock, he goes after Roman. And he joins his brothers on SmackDown. And, you know, Kofi Kofi and uh, Xavier can become the tag team champs, and he's the one to finally dethrone Roman. And uh, New Day are taking over SmackDown. Good storytelling, and you have time to make it happen. You do need to have Big E, like, just completely destroyed for the next six months in order to become, you know, a believable contender for Roman Reigns. Not just Big E. Anybody that you're going to put against Roman Reigns, you have to book them perfectly up onto Mania. Mm -hmm. 
You're muted, sir. We now can't hear you. Now your mic is right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Wait, let's see. Now, there, uh, now we hear you. Now we hear yeah. you. <laughs> um, yeah, Biggie versus Roman since they just did a Survivor Series. I don't know. It just doesn't. Uh, it doesn't sound like a WrestleMania match right now. But yeah. they get they get built towards it because of that match, you know. They yeah, kind of yeah. a little bit of retribution for for Big E, that, so he can get his uh, mojo back. What if you had, just speaking freely, what if you had Braun Breaker in the Royal Rumble wins, challenges Roman? I know it's quick, but know, just really just something new. It's and it's, it's exciting. Mm. I know you want Tony D'Angelo. No, no, no. <laughs> I think I think Ron Breaker is great, but I do. I guess I guess I can get back with you on that. How depending on how Tuesday goes, because I do think he becomes the NXT champion on Tuesday, because um, he's fighting Trump for the NXT title. So right. I, I do see him as the next um, as the next NXT champion. I like mm-hmm. Solo Sokoa. He's part of the family too. I think he's more mm-hmm. ready to come up than Ron Breaker. Just my opinion. I think he will make mm-hmm. more sense in this bloodline storyline. But hey, mm-hmm. I am not going to be mad somebody coming up from NXT and being booked the right way since we haven't seen it in a little while. We'll see what happens. But I can see I can mm-hmm. see Braun Breaker becoming the NXT champion staying down there for mm-hmm. a little bit longer. Yeah, just a little too soon, I just think, for him. Yeah. That's all. Because mm-hmm. Bruce Pritchard did have the idea of Scott Steiner winning uh, the, the Royal Rumble mm-hmm. in 1993 and mm-hmm. facing Yokozuna. <laughs> so this could be kind of the same thing, but... <laughs> could it could Zook Enigma saying with the dollar ninety nine super chat saying makes me think would Brock have won the universal belt? Mm, I don't know if that would have been the case tonight if the match were to go on. I think it would have added to the story continuing forward to WrestleMania. That's for sure. Yeah, I definitely think it was going to have some kind of screwy finish, and the pay per view was going to go off the air with maybe a sour taste. Like, like you know, I do think something was going to happen with Paul Heyman where we weren't going to get a clean finish. So I, I don't think I don't know that Brock would have won tonight. Yeah, and that's uh, what my emails asking Raj was Brock supposed to beat Roman? I'm pretty sure Roman was gonna Heyman was gonna turn on Brock and finally align with Roman. Right. Uh, Jim Bifiano was saying, what's what's with these Saturday night pay-per-views now? I love it more than ever, especially with COVID. Jimmy, I'm Roger's age, so I loved all your work back in the day. Oh, well, well thank you, Jim. I appreciate that. And uh, uh, back in the day, oh, boy, I feel like an old guy. <laughs> <laughs> I am. What can you do? I, I forgot the uh, just for men here, but other than that. <laughs> Luckily, I remembered it tonight. So There you go. <laughs> All right. So up next, we had Drew McIntyre versus Madcap Moss. Madcap Moss is dressed like IRS, basically, out there. <laughs> um, and he's got a great physique. It kind of reminds me of when they had Batista. It was Deacon Batista, and he'd wear the, the shirt and, and whatnot. Uh, but they tried. I think, you know, after that last match, it was going to be hard to overcome this. And, uh, yeah, I kind of what I think everyone would think, Drew... Uh, hit the Claymore, got the win. So Drew McIntyre beats Madcap Moss. I don't think anyone put their money on Madcap Moss on this match. <laughs> no, I hope not. <laughs> Lisa, uh, your thoughts? 
I mean, it delivered in rings wise. I thought it was a fine match. It was positioned in a spot where everybody needed to cool down, go take their cold shower after mm -hmm. that tag match. So, and it's a story that I just don't find myself invested in. I feel like, you know, Drew McIntyre just should be a little bit higher up. We'll see where it goes. They're building something here with Happy Corbin, etc. But it was a fine match for what it was. Was I invested? No. Could I have gone without it? Yes. No. No, I, I agree with that. It, that that's the thing you want to, you want people to be invested in the characters, in the story being told. And the match was perfectly fine. But the one thing I took away from this match was I saw a lot of potential in Madcap Moss. There's little things that he does that I thought were very good. Everything from like hitting the ropes. When he hits the ropes, he like he he hits them to gain momentum. He comes yes. up when he hits the turnbuckles. He hits them hard. He's 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 a very you know uh, believable in his in ring work and uh, and. I, again, the potential is there, and maybe he does eventually go the Batista route where we do get to see him get to flex a little bit, but uh, uh, the, maybe a little longer than it should have been before Drew got the win, but at the same time, uh, I was impressed with uh, Moss's work. Yeah. Is it just... Okay, so um, as an old man, <laughs> I find <laughs> Matt Cat Moss, I find his him and uh, Happy Corbin pretty entertaining i mean i yeah their jokes are supposed to be bad but the, their reaction to it i find it hilarious that's it they're supposed <laughs> to be bad it's kind of we're going to get to the other tag team later on with uh, rk bro because at first i wasn't buying into this i'm going what randy with with riddle i don't see this happening you know and then all of a sudden it's like i i'm i'm all in <laughs> same yeah, same with my daughter same with, same with rk bro this one is still not there for me yeah, my daughters. If I tell them a bad joke, I mean, I, if I tell them a good joke, they laugh for a second. But if I tell them a bad joke and I just laugh forever, they're mm -hmm. having a good time for like their. I want you, you know I want to be their manager. I want Al Snow to be their manager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> uh, Nathaniel Cook saying Roman Spears Becky creating Reigns versus Rollins at WrestleMania. Uh, I don't know if we're going to see something like that, but anyway. Uh, yeah, she they... took the end of day, so she can take a spear. Yeah, she Good did point. take the end of day. So Baron Corbin had said he got death threats after he hit the yeah. end of day. Yeah. Huh? Ah. <laughs> um, Antoine Fair, longtime listener of this, uh, the podcast, thank you for the $5 super chat saying, I think Bobby was a show into winning the Rumble. Uh, shoe in? I th oh, shoe in. Yeah. Yes. I believe they are trying to turn Bobby because of Lashley. Uh, mannerism Bobby versus Roman Brock versus Big E. So, Brock Bobby versus Roman Brock versus Big E. I, unless they do Bobby and Lash uh, and Brock at Rumble, I really want to see Bobby versus Brock Lesnar. That I and, and I'm with you on what you said earlier about missing the stare down between the two of them, that would have been awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, but I do think they're trying to turn him babyface the night that he had to defeat all three of them to make it onto the match. I found mm -hmm. myself wanting to root for him watching Monday Night Raw, and I'm like, this is going to be a babyface turn eventually. It has to because I find my he finds himself in a situation which you kind to kind of root for him. Mm -hmm. No, uh, I agree. Like you said, getting into the match felt more baby face ish yes. for him. And uh, again, this is a match I think a lot of people want to see, me included. I, I'm very curious to see these two guys get in the ring together and, and really. Uh, I, I will say this it'll be physical. Yeah. Yes. Batman versus Superman. Yeah, but neither guy is afraid to, to lay it in. Yeah. And 
Yeah, it was Lashley on Raw the last few weeks. He basically three hours of the show he's booked as a total baby face, and then he mm-hmm. does like 30 minute 30 seconds of heel stuff. Right. right. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, uh Chris Carter with the ten dollar Canadian Jimmy. Oh uh super hey. chat. I, I don't know what the currency conversion <laughs> is, but yeah. perhaps Roman doesn't have COVID, but due to high risk with his health history and the locker room having COVID issues this week, they switched the pay-per-view stories lines around. No, he does no. have COVID. No, no, uh, that that is something you can't use as a storyline. It's 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 very uh it, it, because if it was, it would be in very poor taste. Yeah. As a public trade publicly traded company, you don't want to yeah. Be saying your top stars have COVID when they don't. Agreed. Exactly. And if they wanted to protect him, they would have just said that. He pulled away from WrestleMania back in 2020 because he wanted to protect his health. And nobody mm-hmm. was against just speaking. That was the fact. He didn't want to be around it. No. Um, he came out in his own account and tweeted that he tested positive. I don't think we should be doubting that. Right. Alonzo Smith is disappointed that I find <laughs> Mad Cat Moss and Baron Corbin funny. <laughs> <laughs> Manish Malu uh, with the hundred uh, hundred rupees saying Walter wins the rumble. Walter versus Roman at Mania. Ooh, Brock I versus mean. Lashley. Imperium versus Bloodline. Thoughts? Wow. Love from India. I think I, I think Imperium is not going to get over on the main roster. That's the thing. Yeah, I don't but know. Walter, Walter winning the rumble. I think it will be a. I think it will be a good match. No, you need a it manager. Would... Nah, I, it would be interesting, but I just don't think that uh, enough people who watch the main roster mm-hmm. uh, know enough about Walter, and it would take time again to build him, as opposed to right. what they've been doing on NXT lately is is putting people out there without introducing him to the audience first. He needs time on yeah. the main roster. He can't just too many yeah. people too. NXT is trying yeah. to introduce us to like thirty characters at the same time. It's very hard to right. keep track. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right, we got a couple more super chats. I'll get to them after we do the next match. Mm-hmm. Uh, we go to the Street Profits versus RK Bro. Uh, RK Bro, they come out with Migos. I was mm-hmm. a little bummed out. I was hoping Migos would be performing tonight, like performing someone's interest. So I was hoping, mm-hmm. like, I don't know, anyone. <laughs> but uh, instead, they they came out with RK Bro. Really good match, I thought. I thought this was, mm-hmm. in general, this pay per view had a lot of good matches. Uh, at the end, Riddle ran in, uh, blocked Montez Ford from. Yeah, I, I'm sorry, going through <laughs> this recap. Anyway, yeah. all right, Horton pinned Montez Ford for the win, got yeah. the win. Uh, RK Bro with the victory. You guys' thoughts on the match? I, I, again, I enjoyed it. The challenging part about this match was you had two babyface teams, and that's the. That's a challenge, you know, as being a traditionalist, the, the get off my lawn guy, I always like it when there's a heel, a defined heel team and a defined baby face team. But in, in this case, they made it work because there were subtle little things on both sides that you saw where you go, oh, that was a little bit of heelish coming from Montez right. Ford. And then you saw, the, uh, you know, uh, Randy, Randy's just incredible because it, it, on, a, on, on, a, on a dime, he could turn and you could say, whoa. What was that? But uh, I love the fact that at the end of the match, they kept it together. There wasn't a, a big swerve or somebody turning on somebody that they, they kept it civil. And they made it work, you know, a babyface versus babyface tag team match, in my opinion. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I thought this was fun. Um, I wasn't too invested again going into it, but then the match itself just got me really, like, 
excited for this. Mm -hmm. Montez Ford is a star, and I know we all say it every time the man is in the ring, but he is a star. There was that spot where Randy did the double DDT. I I, mm -hmm. I love that spot. Um, I love how they were so prepared for the RKO. I I I love when is he gonna finally hit it? Um, mm -hmm. I thought that I thought they delivered. I, I liked it. Yeah. I thought it was a fun match. Again, both tag team title matches tonight were mm -hmm. on fire. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, Jimmy, uh, your favorite Migo song. Um, I wish I knew more about them. I, I'm an old, I'm still, I'm still back in the rapper's delight days. You know I mean? I'm just, <laughs> you know, you know what? I'm going to be honest with you. This is, this is coming from an old school R and B funk guy. Uh, uh, I'm into stuff like flashlight, funkadelic parliament, the old school like that. And, and everything from Barry white to, uh, but I also have, you know, I'm into Led Zeppelin and, right. and you know, Neil Diamond, believe it or not. Yeah. I'm, I'm all over the map when it comes yeah, to Yeah, if you look at my Pandora, I have, back in the day, I, I listened to Black Sheep and uh, Most Def and mm. Talib Kweli. And then I also have Guns N' Roses, Metallica, <laughs> and then yeah, Prince. And, yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Yes, Prince. <laughs> uh, oh, uh, um, oh, my goodness. Uh why did why, why i just i just drew a blank uh, purple rain in the movie the uh uh the other band the temptation and uh the uh the tempest oh, or no the uh, um the other band that the, he kind of had the rain in the revolution no the, the other band i mean with, prince of the revolution yeah but um he had his little rivalry with the other band in the club oh my goodness and, and i just drew a blank on the, on the name <laughs> of the band yeah. it'll come to me at the end you got a favorite <laughs> No, I don't. Bad bougie? <laughs> you know what? No, it's not bad. It's not bad. But you guys already know my playlist is all full of Bad Bunny. So. It's just Bad Bunny. <laughs> it's just Bad Bunny for the last, like, three years. <laughs> they got Migos. They haven't gotten The weekend yet. Weekend has done two WrestleMania songs. Mm. My favorite. It will happen for you, Raj. It will happen. You if I got Bad Bunny, you will get The weekend. I don't know. They're not listening to me. <laughs> <laughs> Mike says, Lashley wins the Rumble and faces Lesnar at WrestleMania. Why I not? I think it books itself. It, very yes. possible, yes. Absolutely. All right. Up next, we had some backstage segments. First, we had Drew McIntyre being interviewed uh, backstage, got attacked by Happy Corbin and Madcap Moss. So this feud must continue, leading to the big Happy Corbin versus Drew McIntyre match. Well, I like the fact that they kept it a little bit serious this time. Yes, we saw a different side of the Happy Corbin and the bad jokes and that sort of thing. But uh, this feud, unfortunately for me, is not, uh, I'm not truly invested in at this time. And, and um, I, I feel like it's putting Drew, giving him a step back as opposed to a step forward. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Gisa? <laughs> Yeah, I, I I hope that they put all of Baron Corbin's money on the line and the he loses and he's broke again because I missed the character when he was broke. I don't I don't know how I'm feeling about this one. Yeah. <laughs> um, it, it's funny because, you know, I mentioned how I, I do get a kick out of the Happy Corbin uh, and Mad Cat Moss segments, but it doesn't make me want to see their matches. Mm -hmm. Like, it, it's kind of entertaining, but they're not like a, a threat or they're not building matches in a way to where I'm like excited to see it. So, right. Uh, then they had a backstage segment with Caleb Braxton interviewing Brock Lesnar. Lesnar. This was perfect. Oh, <laughs> I thought this was awesome. Lesnar took <laughs> Mike. 
uh, said he could do what he wants because he's a free agent. He's going to go to the ring tonight and walk out as WWE Heavyweight Champion of the World. And that's not a prediction, my friends. That's a spoiler. I don't know why the last seven years Brock was not allowed to speak no. on the mic because he is just fantastic. He doesn't need to go cut a 15-minute promo. No. These two minutes, short and sweet, he is just awesome in my opinion. Um, Jimmy, you, you've been with Brock and, and mm-hmm. you know we've worked with him for a long time. Well, what were your thoughts? I, I enjoyed it. And Brock actually is quite personable If uh, once, once he lets his guard down. Yeah. And right now, it looks like he's not only there to do a job, he's there and he's having fun doing it. And it's coming across in his promo work. It, like you said, it doesn't have to be this long, you know, uh, diatribe about whatever I'm going to do to this person. He just says, hey, you know what? I'm going to kick your butt and I'm going to have fun doing it. Right. That's all you need. <laughs> he's a... Yeah, you can just tell that Brock is having the time of his life right now and it's not it doesn't feel forced. He is getting over as a baby face on his own because he's just being his awesome self. I, I love Ponytail Brock Lesnar. He's reinvented himself and we've seen him have fun before, but this feels different. Like Money in the Bank Brock was fun, but this Brock is on a whole different mm-hmm. level. And I'm I'm here for it. Every week his interactions with Sammy saying the last few weeks on SmackDown were priceless. It's just everything that he's doing is so good, which is why I mentioned earlier I felt like they were in a both guys most win situation and they managed to get out of it somehow with Brock now being WWE champion. Yeah, this version of Brock is probably my favorite. I mean, you know, when Brock first came in, it was great. I mean, when he came in after the UFC run, it was great. Right. He, he he had this dominant uh, aura with him. He had Paul Heyman, but it got old after a while. Mm-hmm. Paul, Paul Heyman always cutting his promos. Brock is yeah. just jogging in the ring. And uh, mm-hmm. now it's just he just feels completely fresh. I just feel like it's a completely new character. It's a, a new side of Brock, and it's my favorite Brock Lesnar that I've seen in a long time. Yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree. Uh, Brett Murphy with the $10 super chat saying, could we possibly see a potential unification bout match at Re- WrestleMania, just like Vengeance 2001, Bobby versus Brock, Drew versus Roman, then the two winners, the winners of those two matches face off for the undisputed championship. Oh. Well, it, it's always a possibility. It's, it's a, it's a route and an avenue you can go, or you could just, whatever, whoever the champions are going into mania, face each other and winner take all. I, I mean, see I, happening. Yeah, yeah I was just going to say, just because of the separate networks, if the shows were all on the same network, I could see this happening. But with SmackDown having Fox, I don't know that that's a possibility. I would like to see it, but I, I don't know logistic-wise if this mm-hmm. could be done. Right, and I think, uh, yeah, exactly. I don't, I don't see Fox wanting to have the crossover. You know, because we've mm-hmm. seen once they start crossing over, um, it's just the same matches. It's mm-hmm. You do one on Monday night, you do the same match on, on Friday night, just change the winners. Right. I don't know. I, I just, I hope it doesn't happen. Although it can be done right. And if done right, I, it could be good, but I don't see them doing it right. <laughs> John Cena's ball spot with the $10 super chat saying, <laughs> uh, like Brock winning the WWE title. I think it adds extra intrigue with Heyman, Brock, Reigns storyline. That being said, hope being, uh, that being said, I hope Lashley wins the Rumble and he beats Brock at Mania. Again, again, it's an intriguing story, and and they planted the seed tonight, especially. And but I like your idea though, Raj, about we missed that moment of them in the ring being face to face, and you could have interrupted that moment by having 
Seth and KO come in and yeah. break it up. And, and do right. so. it's, it's, it's one of those little things where you say to yourself afterwards, of course, in, in hindsight, oh, such an easy little moment that they could have had that they blew that opportunity. Right. It's yes. like Hulk and Warrior in the Royal Rumble. When it came down to the two of them, I remember their stare down more than I remember their physicality, you know, or yeah. who eliminated who. And it was, I mean, those are the moments. And I, I just felt like they, they kind of missed that moment, if, especially if they're going in that direction. Exactly. Yes, exactly. I, I, as soon as I realized Brock was added to the match, my first thought and the excitement level was mm-hmm. like, oh my God, we're finally going to see them interact. So I think a stare down would have just been mm-hmm. chef kiss perfection, but I'm not going to complain. I still thought it was good. <laughs> right. yeah, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, so then we went to the edge, I mean, the edge, the Miz versus Edge. <laughs> uh, the end of the match, uh, Maurice interfering. Beth Phoenix came down. They they played a ring entrance. She did the Glamazon entrance. Uh, came down, and Edge got the win. They're clearly building to Miz and Maurice versus Edge and Beth Phoenix. Hopefully, mm-hmm. it's sooner than later. I, I don't feel like that's a WrestleMania match, but we'll see. Uh, but I thought this was, you know, it was a good match for for what it was. Um, Issa, mm-hmm. I'll go to you first. What did you think? Um, I love Edge um, Brute Entrance. It's never going to get old. It's just he just looks so badass coming out that way. Um, I thought the match was great. Real quick with that, with the Brute Entrance, why can't they get Gangrel? You know, if you're going to do the Brute Entrance, Gangrel's there. Go all in with it, right? Like go all in. I I agree with you. I agree with you. It still it still doesn't make it any less badass. Like you just pop for it. I remember seeing it at WrestleMania and going. I mean, I'm sorry, SummerSlam and going crazy for it. (laughs) Excuse me. The match was great. A little too long, in my opinion. I thought, and I get it because we missed the match. We were adding uh, time to other matches, but I I just thought if I could take one thing away, would be just shorten it a little bit. I was waiting. I I think we were all waiting for Beth Phoenix to show up. So it was just like, let's just get to it, you know? I can't wait to see them go at it. Maybe a Rumble match, though. I would like to see Edge and AJ Styles be the WrestleMania match. I, I hope we get there somehow. But yeah, I think I think this will be a fun Royal Rumble match. I just hope it doesn't go all the way to WrestleMania. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy? No, I enjoyed the match very much. It was solid. It was a good story being told. It had good psychology. Uh, I agree with Isa that it maybe was a, a tad longer than it needed to be. But at the same time, it was still entertaining. And having Beth come down, I, I think people were anticipating it. Like you said, people were waiting. Okay, is this the moment she's going to be coming down? But they did get the audience to bite on that false finish when Maurice used the purse and the, you know, the, the skull-crushing finale. People really popped huge when Edge kicked out of that. And it again, great storytelling. The only thing for me is, uh, of course, I'm a big fan of Edge and he's a buddy. So, you know, a little biased. But I don't think Miz gets enough recognition for the good work he does as far as his in ring ability and his, 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 his healness. People genuinely dislike him and, and he does that and he's great at it. And I don't think he gets enough credit for being the heel that he is. Yes. The only problem with Miz is, like, Miz against Brock Lesnar is funny. Like, he, because he is so comedic, mm. it, it just seems like a joke. Whereas, you know, uh, like an AJ Styles, who's a, mm-hmm. a smaller guy against Brock Lesnar, is not a joke. Like, he can pull it off more. So Miz is entertaining, but you don't buy him as a, a, a threat against anyone, in my opinion. No, I, I, I could see that. I could see that logic. But at the same time, 
he, I think he's good enough to make you believe that he could sneak or cheat his way to victory. Yeah. Um, the brood theme, one of the greatest themes of all time, oh, in my opinion. Yes. Does it make mm-hmm. any of your top fours? Ooh, wow. Um, I used to love it. Uh, it was it was different. I as being part of the crew as well back in the day, as long as well as refereeing, didn't like cleaning up the blood. <laughs> but other than that, when you got it on your ref shirt, oh my goodness! Yeah, uh, you might as well kiss that one goodbye. But uh, it was <laughs> it was incredible. It, the, the the ring of fire and them coming up through it and the whole bit. Yeah, incredible. It was awesome. So if you had to think about your top four themes, Isa, what would you what would you say? Oh man, <laughs> I always loved um, Triple H the game. I think that's one of my favorites. The original, or the the, later? the game. The game? The, yeah, the game, the game itself, not the original. Um, I like the, well, original the original is good too, but yeah, my time is good. I like, I like the game more. Don't judge, okay? Um, <laughs> I do think I will put the brood up there. I think it will make my top four. Yeah. I gotta think of the other two though. So, like, I'm uh, you gotta. Thinking. You got to throw Stone Cold in there because as soon as you hear that glass shatter, there there is just an incredible. <laughs> and, and of course, uh, how can you not mention if you smell what The Rock is cooking? It, it's these little things. As soon as you hear it, right. yes. the crowd just erupts. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, in that case, then you have, you have to add the gong. Oh yes, I'm, yeah. an, I'm an Undertaker girl. I love Undertaker, My, and as soon as that yeah. gong sound happens, doesn't matter how many times you've seen it or heard it, you yeah. pop. Yeah, I'm gonna throw demolition up there too. Oh my goodness, yes! yes. There's so many good ones. We could do a Ultimate whole podcast Warrior. on this. We could do a whole podcast on theme songs. Yeah, right. Antoine Ferris and <laughs> Issa, I has, has no idea what you people are talking about right now. I think that's when we were talking about hip hop. Right? Yeah, when we were oh. talking about Purple Rain and all that. Listen, I grew up in Puerto Rico. My culture and my background is completely different. I didn't get introduced to any English sound music until after <laughs> after a long time. So. I told you. I told you it was going to hit me later. Morse day in the time. Oh, yes. there yes. you go. The time. All right. Yes. Um, Jody Shauna Jenkins, uh, Canadian five dollars, saying, "Hey Jimmy, any Doug and the Slugs or Davis Wilcox on the playlist? Only a Canadian would know these." LOL. Uh, I don't I've never know heard of my playlist, but uh, you know, I could I could be making it work. Yes. Okay. Okay. Those names sound like someone that would do yeah. graphic design for the website. <laughs> Carter saying yes Canada and been loving Jimmy since ref days but also since day one of aftermath oh thank you Uh, very much appreciated Uh, even before that myself and the uh, Kyle Edwards formerly known as Art O'Kell you know back in the days when it was right after wrestling yeah that's right yeah nice and we'll do I'll get to more of the super chats here in a second we'll do one more uh rel 7374 oh here we go raj yeah, we we're talking about Morris Day in the Time from Purple mm-hmm. Rain. There you go. Yes. I need to watch that movie again. I haven't seen that uh, forever. I know. I haven't seen it since the 80s, so I barely remember it. <laughs> <laughs> I think I have it. I think I have it on VHS somewhere. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> you have a VHS player? Uh somewhere in storage, yes. It's not hooked up to anything because it has those old two-prong mm-hmm. uh connectors. So <laughs> you might want to say that those are starting to become worth money. Becoming, you know what? Uh, I- Okay, I know I'm way off topic here, but you know what I found the other day uh, in our little crawl space? Uh, it's an adapter that fits into your 8-track player that plays cassettes for your car. <laughs> yes. Wow. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, it's funny. We'll watch these 90s movies with our, our daughters, and they're like, why didn't they just call somebody? It's like the <laughs> thought of like, you yeah. know, them not having a phone yeah. just blows their mind. It's yeah. that has been the biggest technological change from when I was a kid to now. Mm-hmm. Um, so b- backstage we had uh, a segment with Kevin Patrick interviewing MVP and Bobby Lashley. Um again, I just felt like Lashley versus Lesnar is kind of a dream match. I felt like there was not enough kind of pushing that there. Yeah, yeah. And, and 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 sorry, sorry, so I just said again, it, if it almost feels like Lashley in a in in kind of a subtle way is kind of distancing himself from MVP at times it feels like he's like okay you know enough of you buddy I'm I'm gonna do my own thing I don't know I'm just getting that vibe a little bit at times is anybody mm-hmm. else feeling it sometimes sometimes I do think in this interview you could see it because um Lashley kind of wanted to speak his own mind kind of like stop what um MVP was saying to kind of just say his own thing so I see it I I, I am feeling the vibe yes I don't know you know sometimes if you do a split with an idea in mind, like Shawn Michaels and Marty Jannetty going way back, it's one thing, but so many times they do these splits without any real direction. Like the, you know, the hurt business with Cedric and Shelton, they didn't do anything with them. I just hope that they don't do that with MVP and Lashley, because I feel like they got a good dynamic. I think MVP adds to the Lashley presentation. If Lashley is going babyface, I could see why they don't want MVP there, but I just really, enjoy their dynamic mm-hmm. um dustin eck with the 10 dollars super chat saying Migos <laughs> suck sure they got a few club bangers but they revolutionized the mumble rap era wwe should have gotten ti a better rap star that's also from atlanta hmm. i do like the okay. yeah pn news is from atlanta i believe oh, as well that's right <laughs> the rap master yes that's a, I don't know if Issa, if you watch an old WCW wrestler who was terrible. Yeah, right. Yes, I know who he is. Would <laughs> <laughs> rather not acknowledge it. Uh, Liv Morgan versus Becky Lynch next. They had a, a long match. Um, yes. I thought it was really good. Um, maybe a little too long. At the uh, end, Liv applied the, pro- the cross face to Becky. Uh, they were both screaming. Becky rolled mm-hmm. her over into a two count. They tangled, they tangled some more, referee, referee split them up, mm-hmm. and finally, uh, Becky caught her in the manhandle slam, got the pin, mm-hmm. and retained the title. So, Becky Lynch beating Liv Morgan again. Yeah, again, a good match, a solid match from the ladies. I think they delivered very well. It's just that people are just not backing this Becky Lynch as a heel. They want mm-hmm. to cheer her so bad. And in this case, it wasn't that Liv was doing a bad job. It's just they want to cheer Becky so bad, they were kind of silent because they didn't want to boo her, if that makes sense. They want to see Becky against heels yes. and, and right. cheer Becky. Issa? Um, I thought this match delivered. I thought this was Liv's best showing yet. And I'm not saying that her other showings were bad, but this was impressive. From the beginning, both of these women were coming out with new moves. They were doing different movesets that we haven't seen them do before. The finish was a little bit... uh, I don't know if Becky was supposed to use the rope, put her feet on the rope again, and maybe she wasn't able to reach it, so she ended up getting a clean pin. The the finish looked a little bit weird. I don't know if they were trying to still protect Liv there. But overall... I enjoyed the match. I, 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 
I thought it was great. I know a lot of people are not happy with the finish. I almost wish mm. we would have seen Becky against somebody else and give Liv some time away from Becky, maybe have her win the Rumble and tell the story again. But match-wise, I thought this was the best that Liv Morgan has looked in the mm. ring since her time in the main roster. She's really good. She's underrated. Like yeah. Her last match with Becky was also awesome. I think yeah. she's just... Uh, hopefully... This isn't one of those deals where she's forgotten about and then, mm-hmm. you know, just doing backstage segments for the 24-7 title. Hope, but I do think this was the right move. I feel like Bianca versus Becky is the direction they should go. And I think Bianca should beat Becky for when Becky finally loses. Should be at WrestleMania. So, yeah. When you talk about money match, that's the money match for the women right now. Yeah. A, a lot of people in the chat talking about uh, our conversation about the themes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> for cousins, brood test, stone cold APA. I don't even remember oh. the APA's name. Oh my goodness, I should remember the APA's too. Yeah, I, I can't remember it at all. Uh, Mr. Perfect, million oh. dollar man. Oh, yeah, Michael the virus. Perfect point saying, How can you talk about music and not bow down to real American? Well, that's, I, can, I can see that. Yeah. Warrior Jake Roberts, Taz, yeah, yeah, HBK. Hmm. Edge Batista Triple H DX. Yeah. DX was great. All right. And finally, Monopoly Man with $5 Super Chat. Do you think Rikishi, mm-hmm. Samu, or Haku will be in the rain story? If if anybody, I could see Rikishi, but it, because yeah. you know he's pops, but at the uh, Haku, it doesn't matter. I know I, I saw a picture of him recently and he's he's gotten a little gray, but man, Haku is still the guy you want to be afraid of. He would beat Roman Reigns' asses, you know. He, his he'd, he'd be a, he'd, more than Roman Reigns. I <laughs> Brock would back down from him. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can see Rikishi becoming involved just because of his connection to the Usos. Yeah. It, I guess, yeah, I guess he never did. Mm-hmm. They did have offense, or uh, it was Sika that presented, or off of, that did the, the lays. Anyway. Um, James Zabicki saying, is it Reason as of tonight that I believe Tony quit for WWE. If it isn't Becky, Sasha, Flair, or Bailey, you're basically nothing. Liv should have won. I don't know if I agree if, that Liv should have won. Uh, she's definitely a great talent, but at the same time, I don't think this is the right time for her to be champion. You don't want to just trade titles, right? Right. For it, it should be like. When someone really reaches the pinnacle, I think Liv can get there. I don't think she's there yet. Becky, no. in my opinion, should have won. Um, and uh, yeah, you don't. Uh, someone brought up like Brock has only lost like five times cleanly in his career, on, mm. uh, you know, on TV, like in WWE, WWF. And that, there's a reason why he's a win over him means something. Right. You don't want to just beat people back and forth just to provide a, a one night good, you know, feel good moment. Exactly. He he ended the streak, right? Yeah. So, yes. Yeah. Antoine Ferris, uh, is it me or does Liv Morgan look like this kind of slow run in the transition parts to different moves? Jimmy, any thoughts to why she does that? So no. the transitions, do you feel like they're slow? Uh, I don't know if I would call them slow. Uh, it's just like everybody has a different pacing. It's it, Not everybody has the same, you know... Uh, speed so to speak you know and uh um maybe she, that's where she's comfortable and in, in that uh, maybe what you find to be a slow run 
Yeah, and I'm not sure if Antoine's talking about the entire match, but I did notice them slow down significantly after one point, but the match was a long match, so I can see both of them getting tired at, you know, at some point in there. Yeah. Um, So finally, we went to the main event. Mm -hmm. Brock Lesnar versus Seth Rollins versus Bobby Lashley versus Kevin Owens versus Big E. I felt like at least with Brock, Bobby Lashley... Biggie and Rollins, I could see, you know, reasons for them to win. Mm-hmm. Kevin Owens was the only one I did not see winning or not make. I love Kevin Owens. I just did mm-hmm. not see it yeah. uh, happening. But right. you can make cases for for all of them, and mm-hmm. they went with Brock, which is in a lot of ways to me it was surprising because clearly they were building to something with Brock versus Reigns at Mania. So this obviously completely changes their WrestleMania mm-hmm. plans. Um, uh, real quick before we get into the match, uh, Jimmy, your thoughts on Brock being inserted into this? I, I thought it was very interesting. I mean, you could have gone a different route. You could have had him uh, uh, just be there and have someone else come out and challenge him, saying, "Listen, Roman Reigns isn't here, but I'm going to challenge you for your spot against Roman Reigns when he's ready to come back or anything like that." But inserting him here opens other avenues and other doors, like we talked about, the possibility of a Bobby Lashley versus uh, Brock Lesnar, having Brock Lesnar in uh, a match at WrestleMania, a possible title unification match. There are so many options now that are on the table and so many directions you can go. And like you said, Raj, this changes up WrestleMania to a certain degree. And, And it also changes up the Royal Rumble. So it's got people guessing now as opposed to people going, oh, yeah, I can see this happening. Right. You I said, like the question marks. I like the question marks. <laughs> right. right. I yeah. like the question marks as well. And it makes you want to turn into Raw, which is something that they desperately need right now. Raw just became extremely interesting for Monday where I didn't I didn't know, even if the title changed hands to a Seth Rollins or a Bobby Lashley or Kevin Owens, I feel like we would have walked into the exact same situation that we've been on for weeks on Monday, yeah. where Brock just completely changes the equation here. I um, obviously was heartbroken and healing vibes to Roman Reigns, like reading the news, but as soon as I saw that, I was like, holy crap, this is going to be one hell of a match. Somebody mm-hmm. that just rewatched, um, I just rewatched Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe versus Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, oh, SummerSlam. a couple of years yeah. ago. And I was like, God, that match like, was so good. And then when I saw the graphic for that on my Twitter feed, I was like, this is going to be awesome. And they delivered. So I thought you advertised Brock Lesnar. Like you said, Jimmy, I was like, you could have done an exhibition match for him just to give it to the crowd. But I do mm-hmm. think that this crowd not getting Roman Reigns still ended up going home with a awesome main event. They got mm-hmm. to see Brock Lesnar in action. So I thought it was, I thought it was a smart move. Yeah. Uh, Big Moon 499 Super Chat saying Queen Issa, Jimmy and Raj, great crew, and congrats, Brock and WWE. Yes. Well, thank you, Bid. Well, cheers to that. Cheers. Yes, cheers. Cheers. Yep. Clink. <laughs> yeah. Fake clink. <laughs> right. Virtual clink. Virtual clink. <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the main event. Uh, yeah, it, the match itself wasn't too long. The first interaction with Lashley and Lesnar, we were talking about earlier how we would have liked to have seen mm-hmm. some sort of stare down or something. Instead, it was Lashley just spearing Lesnar through mm-hmm. the barricades on the outside. They worked a few other spots in the end, but at the end, uh, you know, at one point, Lesnar hit everyone with an F5. At mm-hmm. the end, Brock hit the F5 on Biggie, got the pin. He is your new WWE champion. 
Biggie. I mean, I have Brock Lesnar. Right. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a, a really fun match. It mm-hmm. kept you guessing the whole time. And those are the funnest matches to me. Um, and yeah, I thought Brock winning it just, again, I could mm-hmm. see people hating it, but it opens, you know, it opens up a bunch of possibilities. Uh, Issa, I'll go to you first. I mean, what a fun main event from beginning. Brock didn't even make it to the ring before they started attacking him. And he just took off before the bell rang and he stayed that way until the end. Special Mm -hmm. shout out to Rollins and Owens for actually sticking to their plan and working together. I was like, when are they going to turn on each other? (laughs) They didn't. Uh, They surprised me because they had um, Owens and Rollins worked together so much to take out Lesnar that I was like, this is how we don't pin Lesnar, but he doesn't win. For a second, I thought Lesnar was going to be out of the equation because they were all attacking him and mm-hmm. we were going to get away with a different finish and they didn't do that. And I did think, I know a lot of people are going back and forth with Biggie, but Biggie was hit with two F5s. Therefore, I do mm-hmm. think he was slightly protected because he got hit pretty much with oh. back-to-back F5s, which a lot of people really don't get back up from that. Mm-hmm. So overall, I thought it was fun and I cannot wait to see what happens on Monday, which is something that I haven't said in a long, long time. So right. bravo to yeah. them. Yeah. No, uh, it was no, it was a fun match. There was a lot of action and all the big stuff meant something in it and and that was huge. And and you talked about the, you know protecting Big E with the two F5s as opposed to just the one so basically an F10 I guess. <laughs> we doing our best probably. <laughs> but but at the same time you talk about someone being protected, Bobby Lashley was protected yes. because he did take the F5 but he wasn't the one who got pinned. So right. you know there's still some uh, you, you, we saw that stare down at the end with Bobby outside the ring, and then so again, at least listen, you defeated him, but you did still have you haven't pinned me. Yeah, and uh, that was after the match ended. They clearly yeah. were focusing on Lashley's reaction, looking at the exactly. ring. They weren't doing anyone else. My 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 only my only thing I feel bad about is again is Biggie. Um, Again, it feels like too soon for him to have relinquished his title. But uh, like I said earlier in this uh, in this podcast, uh, he didn't. Uh, he wasn't presented in the way I think he should have been presented. Those uh, it, his time as WWE champion. Yeah, you, you'll you'll see that where people win the world title and they're not presented as the guy. You see him Punk, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. like John Cena, main it you know basically main event at every pay per view pay-per-view that CM Punk was on as champion until he turned heel. Like, and it was like a 10 month stretch where uh, CM Punk was not presented as the top star and it it hurt him, Mm -hmm. but he got there eventually. Yeah. And And I think hopefully. No. And and to, to what you're saying, sorry to interrupt uh, what you're saying and the introductions tonight into the match, not having your champion come out last. And I get it. You're viewing Brock Lesnar as a bigger star overall, but at the same time, Biggie is your champion and should be introduced last. Right. And I think that kind of hurts the perception. And um, to Jimmy's point also in regards to Big E, I was talking about his year earlier. If you remember, one of the best promos that he cut and the best that he looked was when Apollo Crews took the IC title from him and he came back into SmackDown with a ship on his shoulder wanting to prove that he was worth it and wanting to get his drive back. You could do that with him right now. You know, even mm-hmm. if he goes to the back of the line, he could try to make sure that he, you know, makes up for this and gets kind of like that drive back to be champion. So you can do a lot with Big E here, but I think the momentum that Brock Lesnar got going for himself right now, I don't feel this is the wrong choice. Yeah, I agree. And I, th- I do think Big E sometimes always being happy 
and uh, go lucky. I think that that can hurt him as a mm-hmm. a serious top guy. And uh, yes, hopefully they can find a way to kind of shift it where you don't want to change him completely because that's what got him to the dance. That was what made him a top star in the first place. But you do want someone that can make a match feel heated and, and like right. it's a personal issue. And Absolutely. if everything's fun, then it's hard to it's hard to do that. Uh, mm-hmm. Brooklyn Bread saying. USA Network is happy. Got a numbers drawing champ. Oh well, we're good. Well, I guess we'll find out Tuesday. Tuesday. Well, Tuesday <laughs> when the ratings come out. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, Brett Murphy, but no weekend song. Raj. WTF? No. <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> uh, Jenna Ness asking any update on Samoa Joe? No, mm-hmm. I. You know what? I'll ask on that. I, I have mm. not heard anything. He was at the tryouts with William Regal. Yeah. They recently just did tryouts, and he was mm-hmm. there. That's, that's that's as much as I know. Yeah, my guess. Yeah. This is just my guess, not what I heard. I I, I kind of feel like his in ring days are kind of close to Winding, done or winding I, down. I think he, yeah, yeah. Right. I think he's enjoying what he's doing behind the scenes, and mm-hmm. and uh, yeah. Very very smart, very knowledgeable guy. You know, there, there's someone that. Uh, the young NXT crew can learn from. Right. So that was the pay-per-view overall thoughts. Um, Jimmy, I'll go to you first on this. I thought day one was a strong opening for 2022. I th- hopefully they can keep that momentum going into Monday night and beyond. And, and uh, again, a lot of doors have been opened, a lot of possibilities, a lot of a- avenues and angles they, they can uh, take. And uh, keeping us guessing is what, Keeps me interested, at least anyways. Right. Uh, Issa? Yes, I thought it was fun. A lot of good matches, good Mm in-ring action. And again, you got me excited to watch Raw, which hasn't happened in a while. And to Mm -hmm. watch SmackDown, because if Brock's going to be on Raw now, who's going to step up to Roman Reigns? You have a couple of places where you can go with this. So it's exciting. But yeah, strong opener for the year. A lot of really good matches and a lot Mm -hmm. of people shine tonight. That does really hurt SmackDown because that has been mm. the best thing on SmackDown was the Brock, you know, uh, mm. Roman Reigns stuff. So, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. Like, yeah, do they keep that going? Do they stop that completely? It, it really doesn't make sense for Brock to be feuding with Roman when he's the WWE champion. Right. Mm-hmm. No, I agree. Aaron Mick saying uh, with the five dollar super chat saying, side note, Jimmy, you should be one of the judges for the Daniel <laughs> Brian Danielson. <laughs> Keep saying Brian Danielson. I mean, uh, Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brian versus Hangman match this Wednesday. I don't know and if I should, should be. A, I don't know if I should be a judge, but I'll tell you what. I would love to sit ringside right there watching that match because yes. the first one was awesome and and off the charts. And I could only imagine them going another hour and <sighs> and having to judge after that. Mm, yeah. I wouldn't want to be held to that task, anyways. If you had that. to judge the first one, who would you have given the win to? Ooh, for me, uh, Brian Danielson. I, I, I thought he he carried that. Yeah. And it's not taking away from a, a hangman right. at all. But, but man, Brian was awesome. Yeah. Which wrestler, when they've gotten their a name change from what you've known them as, <laughs> it has been the hardest. To, oh, to Brian, to... Brian, 1,000%. Because yes. <laughs> it, it even comes out on live TV where the announcers, they're calling Daniel Bryan as well. And it, yeah. We're, yeah, we're live, pal. 
You know, it's, I do my I do my streams and I keep calling him Daniel Bryanson. That's the name that I keep saying, and I don't even know why. I can't get used to it, no matter what, because a lot of times they completely change their names. This one is kind of like yeah. similar in a weird way. I don't know. I can't. I, hopefully, we'll get we'll get used yeah. to it eventually. But it's been months now, and I still can't get it right. Same here. I still like Miro. I was able to do. Yeah. But, but that's what I mean because the name right. change was so drastic from Rusev to Miro. <laughs> yeah, right. But this one doesn't feel that drastic. So right, mm -hmm. yeah, exactly. It's 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 been hard. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, well, that about does it for tonight. The first day of the new year. I thought a, a mm -hmm. solid pay per view card to bring us in. No longer called pay per view. It's called premium live event. Okay, yes. which is a little wordy in my opinion. I, I think just a. I don't know. Premium PLE. show. PLE. 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 Yes. There you go. PLE. <laughs> PLE. Isa, uh, uh, do you have anything you'd like to plug? No, people can find me on everywhere NYC Diva, YouTube, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, Jimmy? Same here uh, on Twitter at Jimmy Corderas, on Instagram at Real Jimmy Corderas. Uh, and uh, again, like I said, you can see my weekday ref and rants where I have a little bit of fun critiquing. What I like and what I don't like, and the T-shirts available at ProWrestlingTees.com. And every once in a while, you find me here on Wrestling Inc. as well, which has been a lot of fun. Yeah, and your great book. Where can they where can they get that? Oh, and yeah, my book, The Three Counts. You can kind of see it back here a little bit. Uh, my Life in Stripes as a WWE referee uh, is available. You can find it probably at Amazon and at uh, uh, ECW Press website. And everyone that's been listening we had a ton of people tonight really appreciate it thank you for making the last year i know it's overall in life 2021 had its ups and downs but you guys were awesome thank you so much and thank you for supporting the podcast tonight we really appreciate it and uh hope you all had a happy new year's night and it continues so happy new year's everyone happy and we will year. talk to you soon on the wrestling Inc. podcast Bye. and stay safe everyone yes Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.